Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back to Note to Self. I am your host, Peyton Sarton. Thank you all so much for tuning in for a very special bonus episode. I've never done a bonus episode before. I usually only put out new episodes on Thursdays, but today I'm partnering with Nike to put out this episode about kind of the five wellness mindsets or perspectives I'm trying to go into this like back end of the year with. Coming off of summer, trying to get reorganized mentally. I did have a hot girl summer. It was a very hot girl summer. I regret nothing. It was amazing. I had the best time with my friends. I feel like I'm absolutely thriving in so many ways. But I will say that I let my wellness routine, a little bit kind of my fitness routine, and just like my overall, I don't know, just health first mentality kind of slip away this summer, which I definitely needed. You always, you kind of need some of that unhinged energy a little bit. But today we're going to talk about getting back on track and kind of the five perspectives that I'm going into this fall and winter with in order to just get my life together, especially as I'm turning 30 at the very end of the year on December 30th. I just want to feel healthy and energized and well. And I can't say that I'm exactly feeling that right now. I am feeling grateful and happy and my heart is full from being so social and all the things. But can I say I feel the healthiest I've ever been? No, (laughs) I can't. So I'm going to try to focus on that this fall. And I do like to live seasonally, as we've talked about before. I love to like lean into the season that we are in. And it's similar to like, let's say like your cycle, I love like the cycle syncing idea. If my periods are regular, I would do it. But leaning into that like season of your body, that season of the month, I do so with the seasons of the year as well, as many of us do. And I think it's just so fun to like theme my life around these seasons and have kind of like a goal each season. So for summer, we talked about like prepping for hot girl summer. We talked about a hot girl summer like ins and out list. We talked about so many things that were about having fun trying to have balanced fun, but having fun and kind of like letting loose a little bit more. And now for fall, I'm trying to get my life together. And I will be doing so health-wise. We'll be talking about fall fashion as well. We've talked a little bit about that last week. And I feel like this season of my year is just going to be more 
put together, so to speak. So I have written down here five kind of lifestyle perspectives, wellness perspectives, whatever you want to call them that I'm going into the next few months with. And I wanted to get really specific with y'all and share. And I want to thank Nike so much for sponsoring this episode. I absolutely love partnering with Nike. I feel so lucky to be able to do that. I love, love, love this company so much. Right now I'm wearing one of my mini Nike hoodies. This morning I was wearing my new favorite leggings. They are the Universa legging. I have them in pink and brown and I'm actually about to buy them in black. Truly the the best legging I've ever worn. So I just love that I get to partner with a brand that I truly love and wear all the time. Obviously, I always exist in a, a Nike sneaker as well. So I just feel very lucky and I want to thank you guys for allowing this essentially to happen and for supporting me throughout all of this and the note to self universe. I'm really, really grateful and I'm so excited to get into today's episode. So my first mental, I guess, wellness perspective, my first perspective to get my mind right this fall is I am dedicated to listening to my body and my day-to-day lifestyle. So what I mean by this is I want to stop forcing myself to do things for the sake of wellness. And this might be counterintuitive to mention at the top of an episode about health and wellness. But for me, what this means is I need to focus on what feels good to me. And that can range from the kind of workouts that feel good to me to the kind of morning routine that feels good to me, the kind of foods that feel good to eat, the kind of people that feel good to be around. I really want to, in a very note to self way, check in with myself and figure out what it is that is good for me in pretty much every area of my life. And I think that while this can seem like a selfish thing, I think that if you focus on what makes you feel good and what makes you come alive, it makes you a better, happier person to be around. And I've noticed that in my own life. Like the more that I get in tune with myself and the more I do things that might be considered, quote, selfish in a way, I realize that people like being around me more because I'm taking care of myself and I'm happy. I wouldn't say like I'm necessarily ever like mean to people or anything like that, but like being a little selfish is good and checking in with yourself is good because it gives you, a, a, I think, a really good energy a lot of the time if you're doing it in the way that I'm talking about. So when I'm planning out my week, what makes me excited? What do I want to do this week? Let me add in like something like we talked about in yesterday's episode, something new and different that just makes me excited to get to like Thursday and go to a cooking class. Or like I said, go to the pottery place and go like paint pottery or something or go have a girl's dinner. Get things like that on the calendar because that makes me feel good. What kind of workouts do I like? For me, I was told for so long, like the best workouts to do are you know, spin and Pilates. And I was doing spin and Pilates and not only did my body not really love it, I didn't love it. I like wanted to get out of those classes as quickly as possible. So I was miserable. I didn't want to go. I felt like I was dragging myself there. I didn't love the results, but I was doing it for so long because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And I wanted to get a couple workouts in during the week. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) Why am I doing these things that I absolutely hate? Same with running. When I was younger, I used to run all the time, but I hated running but I just thought I had to do the running because that's the only thing I really knew how to do. So I have changed it up now. Like I've said a million times before, I love strength training. I love the way it makes my body feel. I love the way it makes my body look. I love being able to like up my weight and actually see 
real results in my strength. And I also love the way it makes my body feel, which we'll talk about here at the end of this list, when I'm just moving throughout my day. Like I feel like my body is supported properly and I feel like I moving into especially my 30th years, moving into that time, I want to make sure I'm supporting my body properly to age well. So for me, it's been wonderful to strength train because I feel like my whole body is just stronger and I feel like I have less like injury. I'm not pulling things. You know, you know how that goes. Another thing we've talked about here on Note to Self is like morning routines. And I've gone through my morning routine with y'all. I probably was like over a year and a half ago now or a year over a year ago now. And I talked very specifically about how like I don't like a 20,000 step morning routine because I just know I'm not going to do it. I know I'm going to wake up and it's going to seem overwhelming immediately. And I'm going to like immediately hit fight or flight. So it's really important for me to check in with what do I like to do in the morning? What makes me feel good? So getting up, taking my greens in the morning, that makes me feel good. It's easy. It's quick. I feel accomplished when I do that. I like to get outside a little bit in the morning. Um, I like to wait a little bit and then have my coffee. Sometimes I'll like get into my to-do list making or just like check emails and try to like start like get ahead of admin for the day if I can. Um, and that's what I like to do. So that's what I do. I don't force myself to get up way too early to work out. I, I really listen to myself and what I want to do in order to not stress myself out so much. I've seen this a lot with like working out. Some people like to work out in the morning. Some people like to work out in the evening. Committing to some kind of routine for a working out that not only makes me feel good, but is at a time that I can manage, that I'm not like depriving myself of sleep for, or I'm not forcing myself to work out. If I'm not a morning person, like I'm not going to do that. I work out Monday, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. I do realize that because I work from home, I have the leisure and I also make my schedule. I have the leisure to work out at 10 p.m. So this or 10 a.m. Sorry. Um, this might not be for everybody, but it's an example of something that I do at exactly the time that works for me rather than trying to stress myself out to do something and make it harder than it has to be. You know what I mean? So like for me, I just know I'm not waking up for a 5 a.m. workout. Like it's just it's not happening. <laughs> and if I start forcing myself to do that, I'm going to start really hating working out. So not only working out in the way that I want to work out, but also in the way that my body likes, but also at the time my body likes. You know what I mean? Same with the foods that I eat and the people I'm around, all the things. So check in with yourself and make sure you're not forcing yourself to do things and making things more difficult or miserable for yourself than they have to be. Because things like working out, health, wellness, they can be fun. Also, I think it's important for me to not go overboard. Like I love the idea of like biohacking and all of these things. But I just know if I get obsessive about it, it doesn't even feel healthy anymore. And also it's just like way too much pressure. So incorporating things in my life that are healthy and that make me feel good, that's my number one goal this fall in the last you know couple months of 2023. So number two, setting micro goals. So we talked about this in yesterday's episode too, but I wanted to mention it in today's episode because I need the dopamine hit. I know I need it. I love a to-do list. I'm type A. And I know that I'm the person that usually will set out to accomplish way too much in a single day. And I've really learned how to stop doing that because I used to write down a to-do list so long and they'd be like, look at me. Look how productive I am. Look at look at what I'm doing. Look at all these things I'm getting done. And then I realized, like, who am I trying to impress and why am I stressing myself out? And that's actually not an accomplishment. You're just stressing yourself out for no reason, which is not good for you. 
it's also not good for your your body stress wise, but also your confidence. Like you, I would be th- done at the end of the day, and I'd be driving myself crazy to finish the thousands of to dos I have on my to do list, and I'd go to sleep feeling like a failure. And that's not helpful to anybody. It's not helpful to me. It's not helpful to my team. It's not helpful to my friends because I feel like ass or my family. Like no one wants to be around someone who goes to sleep feeling like they're a failure every night. Let me tell you, including myself. So for me, I think setting attainable goals would be what I would call this. So like the little micro goals and being proud of myself for being consistent with them. My workout schedule, for example, taking my greens in the morning is another example. Setting out each day to do a normal amount of productivity and also have some time to relax is really important to me because then I can get done by the end of the day and my to-do list is actually done because it was doable. And I also think that less is more at this point in my life. So setting attainable and micro goals to accomplish gives me so much more confidence because I go to sleep feeling accomplished that day because I expected a normal amount out of myself versus expecting way too much. And oftentimes when I expect a normal amount or less of myself, I overdeliver for myself because maybe I'll have some extra time and I'll be like, ooh, I'll get a little extra bonus points in here. And then I feel good about it. So it's all about like the perspective in my own brain. Because again, as we talked about, my biggest issue in this life <laughs> is myself. <laughs> all my problems generally come from my own brain. And I think that's a place of privilege to say that. I'm not having that many external problems in my life thus far. Sure, they're coming. I've had I've had my fair share, but at this point, I have a pretty easy life. So like my brain is fucking everything up for me for no reason. So a lot of these (laughs) wellness quote unquote hacks are just me trying to like get my brain in check. You know what I mean? So a micro goal gives me something to feel good about. And I'm trying to almost like systematically create confidence in myself by doing these little micro goals. And I think that that's a great way to have confidence is to feel accomplished at the end of the day. Okay. So number three, I am trying to incorporate at least five minutes of a mindfulness practice into my day. And I don't know what it is about mindfulness practices, for example, meditation or breath work. Those are two big examples. I don't know what it is about them that intimidate me so much, but It is so hard for me to sit there for five minutes and not scroll on my phone, not have a podcast playing, not have an audiobook playing, not have a show on, not be thinking about something and writing down a list, not be answering an email. It is so difficult for me to do that, which is insane because like I can sit there and scroll on TikTok for five minutes. I've watched TikToks that are five minutes long um, and I am zeroed in. I can do that easy peasy. But there is something about Sitting there and trying to tackle my own brain, as we've discussed, that really scares me for some reason. But I also know that this is really going to be the key to a lot of happiness for me in my life is being mindful, being still and working on something like meditation and or breath work. I know some people like choose one versus the other because they have a similar effect. But there are so many ways to incorporate this into your daily life. The Nike Well Collective, for example, does have a lot of different articles and a lot of guidance on mindfulness. And I've gotten actually a lot of the ideas that I have in today's episode from the Nike Well Collective, actually. But anyway, just through guidance on there. But I need to learn to sit down 
and relax for at least five minutes a day. Because I know everyone I know that's said, like, just do it for five minutes. They're like, you actually end up doing it for longer usually. Like once you start training yourself, it's like a muscle. You have to be able to train yourself to sit there for the five minutes. And I don't know what it is about it that intimidates me so much or that seems so inconvenient, but it does. And I am really, really, really going to try to focus on forcing myself to do this every single day. I know I just said I don't want to force myself to do something that I don't want to do, but I do think that this will be forcing myself to do something I don't want to do in a good way. And it's only five freaking minutes. Okay. (laughs) If I hate it, I'll only hate it for five minutes, which I doubt that I will, because every time I meditate, every time I do literally three minutes of breath work, I do feel so much better after. And there is so much scientific evidence that this is so helpful for your brain. And like I said, as I'm approaching 30, I don't think 30 is old at all, but I do think it's a time that hits you as a, you feel like a real, I'm a real adult now. And you're like, okay, I need to actually set myself up for success down the line now so that, you know, in 20 years, my brain is perfectly still intact. We're all good there. My body is still intact. We are all good there. So I've gotten ahead of it and been more preventative. And I know that mindfulness can help me now and meditation, those kind of practices can help now. And they can also help me for my future self and later generations of myself. So I need to focus on that. This is a promise that I'm making to myself. This is something I'm saying on the podcast. Y'all can hold me accountable. And I need to find the correct way, the way that I like to do it best. And I'll share my journey with y'all through that. But I'm going to be a meditation girly now. I'm going to try to be a meditation girly now. We'll see how that goes for me. Okay, so number four, this kind of goes along with the meditation thing. I truly believe the more I learn about mental health through my own sometimes mental health issues that I have, I truly think that the more I learn about life and the more I learn about relationships and friendships and family member, you know, relationships, things like that, the more I learn about everything in this world, the more I realize that regulating your nervous system might be one of the most important skills a person can learn because it affects everything. It affects your stress levels. It affects how you work. It affects your brain. It affects your body. It affects how you react in situations, whether it's with a partner or a family member or a friend, um, a coworker. Regulating your nervous system might be the key to everything. And I don't know why it's taken me this long to realize. A lot of it, actually, I started learning when I was in a relationship and realizing and learning about attachment styles. And seeing that so many attachment styles in a relationship, for example, are based off of how we've learned to regulate our nervous system and kind of coping mechanisms that you use in order to regulate your nervous system when it's out of whack. And sometimes they are unhealthy and not helpful to you anymore. And that's one big way I learned it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so many coping mechanisms that we learn through life, especially when we're young, to lean on. When our nervous system is irregulated and we lean on them in unhealthy ways sometimes. So I've been researching a lot how to regulate my nervous system because I think it will be helpful for basically everything. And I have my little list here. So obviously, number one, meditation and breath work consistently. So I think this can help in the moment. But I also think that when you start doing it consistently, it's a preventative measure, like I said, to help keep your your nervous system regulated in times of stress. Number two, a huge one that I've read about, and no one's going to be surprised, is sleep. So for me, while I do usually get eight hours of sleep, 
I think my body might need a little bit more. And I don't necessarily have a consistent sleep routine. And I've heard that that's really good for regulating your nervous system is having a consistent, like you go to bed around this time and you wake up around this time. I'm not super consistent with that. And I could be a lot better with that. So that's definitely a goal for me to improve. I will say I have my little aura ring that's helpful for that. Number three, eating a high protein diet with also like the right amount of fats and carbs, just overall being healthier and supporting my body with the things that it needs. These are these are pretty obvious. Hydration is also another one. I think that when I'm feeling really stressed and we talked about yesterday being in a funk, just focusing on my health, getting enough water, making sure I'm eating my you know, three square meals a day with some really nutrient dense snacks, not overdoing them on the caffeine. That's really helpful for me when I'm trying to regulate my nervous system. Another one is slow down. I'm always in a hurry. And I feel like for me, just sitting there for a second, taking a deep breath and slowing down is absolutely key. And it's necessary just every so often, like you're sitting in the car, just take some deep breaths, slow down. I Again, always in a hurry. I'm always like when I'm driving somewhere, I'm always trying to get there at a certain time. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed all the time. I'm just an anxious girly. You know how it goes. So like on purpose, intentionally slowing down is really big for me. And I can feel my body obviously relax when I sit there mentally make a note to slow down. It's going to be okay. So logically make that note and then physically breathe is really helpful for me and reminding myself of that over and over and over again until it becomes like that becomes my habit rather than the speeding up and getting anxious is the habit. So I'm really working on that right now. And okay, another big one is surrounding myself with people that respect me and that love me and that I love and respect and who are cognizant of my boundaries, who respect my boundaries, who don't consider those to be like a diss to them. I love people like that and being surrounded by people like that is calming. That's very calming. Like when I'm around my friends, I am relaxed. I am at peace and I feel like there's space held for me, not only like emotionally, but also physically I feel at peace. And when I get around people that make me anxious, obviously I get anxious. So I've been really specific about who is in my, you know, my day-to-day life, mostly because I know that being around people that throw my nervous system out of whack is not helpful for me or really anyone else. Another thing that I do is I do have very clear boundaries. And one that many of you are aware of is the fact that I don't have my DMs open to the public as much as I would like when I do connect with people, I love it. Like when people do DM me, I do like see so many DMs that like some have brought me to tears. They're so nice. But there's something about always being available at all hours for anything for anyone that just makes me like even right now talking about it (laughs) makes me so anxious. Like I feel like my throat's going to close up. I don't, I can't really explain it, but even with my friends and my family, like I don't love in today's world that anyone could text me at any time asking me any question. Like, and I don't like when people do that. I don't want to be contacted all the time, even by friends and family, like even by my parents. I'm like, "Mm, not the time to contact me right now. We're going to have to talk about this later if we talk about it at all. Okay. And I do obviously in the close, my close friendships and relationships, obviously like I honor them and everything like that. But anyway, a DM or I, I have a DM boundary set in place. And I also know like as an quote influencer, 
you're supposed to be more connected, like you're supposed to be talking to your audience a lot more. For me, I feel like because I have a podcast, I get on the mic like every week and I try to challenge myself to share so much of myself that I'm almost like, what does anyone else even need to know? (laughs) I am talking for a full hour, (laughs) rambling to myself about like, you know, answering questions, trying to share as much as possible. So for me, I'm like, listen, get on a mic, talk as much as possible, try to be as helpful to everyone as possible. And then you can shut yourself off for a little while because you've done as much as you can. I do think I could always do more. I could always connect with people via DM. I think it would make me better at my job. But honestly, there are so many things I could do to make me better at my job. I used to work so much more than I do now. And I was in such a bad headspace. And I had to set a boundary with myself for that for working too much because though I was killing it at work, I was fucking miserable. So sometimes it's not always about being, for me, good at my job. It's just about taking care of myself mentally. And it's never, like if I have people that take that or listeners or followers who take that as like a a personal attack on them, it reminds me of the people that I have in my life that have been closer to me in my life that when my boundaries start offending them, I'm like, okay, well, then we're just not for each other. Like there are a lot of influencers who do answer DMs and many of them who do like are so overwhelmed. And I've talked to some of my friends who do that, that are just like, I'm so jealous. I wish that I had the ability to like set that boundary, but they feel bad doing it. They feel very guilty. And for me in my life and what I like to do when I talk about it like this, it's never supposed to be a diss to anybody. It's just like, I'm trying to protect myself and my mental health. And I talk about it on a mic so that you know, you can look at me and look to what I'm doing and say, okay, well, maybe I could do that because I, it has helped my life a lot to set boundaries and it's helped truly regulate my nervous system to have these various boundaries in place to protect myself. And I want all of you who are listening, who might feel guilty, no matter what situation you're in, maybe you're an influencer who doesn't want to answer DMs either, but you feel like you have to. I just want people to feel confident enough to like take care of themselves first And that includes every single one of you. Whenever boundaries you need to set, I want you to set them knowing that it's it's taking care of yourself in the best way that you can. But that's a good example of one that I will say I get some pushback sometimes for. And I've just had to be like, you know what? If you want to follow someone who constantly answers people's DMs, there are other influencers who do that. It's just not me. And like, you don't have to be here if you don't want to be here. No one's forcing you, I promise. But I want the people who respect my boundaries to be in my life. And if they don't, then they don't have to be. That's totally fine. Um, and that's really helped my nervous system a lot. Y'all, the DM thing was actually really bad for me for like a couple of years. Like I hated getting on Instagram because it was just too much contact. I'm just way too overwhelmed. So that's been really helpful. Boundaries with friends and boundaries in work. Another way I'd help my nervous system is keeping my space organized and like keeping control of my space. So not letting like when I have too much stuff in my house and my house is just like overly messy or I've been in a little bit of a depressive episode and things are piling up. I get really anxious when there's too much clutter. And I know this about myself. So I try to keep things organized because that sense of control of my own surroundings makes me feel safer. So I I love to go through and make sure my space in my apartment, from my kitchen to my bathroom to my closet, everything is organized and I don't have too much stuff and I'm not just like stockpiling and hoarding things and things feel clean. That makes me feel much more relaxed on a daily basis. So that's a big one for me in terms of nervous system regulation. 
two little things that I like to do. So I haven't really done cold plunge before because I'm a baby. I have done cryo, but the way that I incorporate this idea into my life every day is I try to take a 30 second cold shower. And so I, by basically at the end of my shower, I turn it all the way on like freezing and it is so miserable. Let me tell you, but I try to just turn it on cold. I know this is really good for like dopamine and stuff. I really don't know the complete science behind it, but I do know that's good for you. And I do know that it's good for ner- uh, regulating your nervous system. Also laying down and putting my legs up on the wall I've heard is really good for your nervous system. And when I do this, I do feel more relaxed. I usually do this after I'm like traveling all day or something. I feel like it helps with like lymphatic drainage and like inflammation. But I think that also helps with nervous system regulation. So those are two quick little things that I'll do day to day just to help my self relax in that way. I do wish I was a cold plunge girly. I just don't really have anywhere for a cold plunge in my house. And I don't want to like have to leave my house every day to go to a cold plunge. Like I just know I'm not going to do that. So those are my nervous system regulation tools. And honestly, that could have been number one, regulating my nervous system. But I that's going to be really important to me this fall. And maybe I can dive deeper into that with a guest that will know something a little bit more than I do that can share some science behind that with me and with you guys. But we'll, we'll work on that this fall because we're having a wellness girl fall, of course. All right. Number five. I kind of briefly touched on this when I was talking about working out, but I really want to start focusing a lot on rehabilitation and preventative measures. So for me, strength training has been big in strengthening my body so I don't get hurt doing things. I just went to Scottsdale a couple of weekends ago for my friend Kelsey's birthday, and I've talked about I've talked about it on the podcast after it happened. When I say every single one of my friends somehow hurt themselves on this trip, whether it's tripping and falling not so gracefully, rolling an ankle. (laughs) Lots of ankles are rolled, actually. Lots of swollen and bruised ankles. We were like, what? We weren't necessarily going crazier than normal. Why is this happening? And it was Kelsey's 30th birthday. And she's like, oh, my God, am I getting old? Like, is that why this is happening? And then she actually had to go to like the ER because she thought she was having a a heart attack (laughs) the week later. So She's like, is this what it means to enter your 30s? I hate this. (laughs) So the more that I think about it like that, the more I'm like, I just want. I want to make sure that I'm prepping my body in a way for the future. That means I'm not getting like hip surgery too soon. My shoulders are doing fine. My back is doing fine. I'm not rolling my ankle walking down the street. Um, So I want to make sure my body is strong and strength training has been really helpful. Today I went in actually to do a workout and I did forward lunges for the first time since I've been working out with my trainer, which is since last October. And my knees always hurt doing forward lunges. Um, It's just not something that I ever like to do. So we always did like reverse lunges. And today I did like 24, three sets of 24 forward, like weighted lunges. And I realized that because I built up my strength in my legs, my knees don't hurt anymore. Like my knees didn't hurt at all. And I was a little bit nervous to do them because I just didn't want to deal with that feeling. But that's one of the ways I've noticed strength training has helped me. It's really helped with my back as well as my shoulders. Obviously, you need to pair strength training with like stretching and stuff, which is another thing I really want to focus on stretching and yoga. I've been taking this really nice like flow yoga class. It's not really about strength, but it's more about stretching. And 
I think that getting on that train and doing that like once a week in partnership with my twice a week strength training, because I don't want to work out every day. It's just not going to happen for me. I think that's going to be really helpful. I also want to make it a point to stretch morning and night. Like it doesn't need to be a crazy huge stretch routine, but just make sure I'm stretching my hips, make sure I'm stretching my shoulders, anywhere that I feel like I'm having any kind of tension, just really make sure I'm stretching everything out. Um, And that's definitely a goal for me. And that's an easy thing to kind of implement day to day. Also, I love mobility exercises. So my trainer has sent me a couple just for hips and shoulders, like I've kept saying, because those are my two usual problem areas where I'm really tight. So doing actual like beyond stretching, doing mobility exercises just while I'm watching TV or something, I think that's going to be a really important like wellness thing for me in the next, I don't know, 40, 50 years of my life, like to make sure that I'm staying like kind of just in control of my body for as long as possible. And none of this is necessarily to look good. It's more just about like how I feel because even now, like even through my mid twenties, I started like recognizing when I was running or something like that, I could feel my body slowing down. Like I can feel it not being as quick as I used to be or not being as explosive as I used to be when I played sports. And I don't want to feel that in a big way. basically for as long as possible. I want to stay mobile. I want to stay flexible. I want to stay strong just to support myself as I get older. And I think I want to start, I think this, you know, turning the 30 mark is a good place to really start focusing on that. And then, like I said, yeah, I have on my list working out to support my body. And then the last thing I'd like to do in order to, you know, help with stretching mobility is to get like sports massages more. So get the kind of, or like lymphatic drainage massages, massages that are really going to help my body rather than like the ones that feel really good. Like those do help too. But I do want to get like medical level massages more frequently. And I need to find a good place to do that. Another thing I would also want to try for just overall tension release and preventative measures. This also helps your nervous system. I forgot to add this one is acupuncture. I've heard amazing things about acupuncture. So we need to find a good place that does that as well. So incorporating those things, obviously a lot of this stuff costs money. So I don't think I'll be doing it a ton, but I do need to start prioritizing what I spend my money on. And I think that these things taking care of my body in the ways that actually work for me are going to be really helpful. And I think it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. So I don't have to pay for like a hip replacement later or something like that. So starting to look at preventative measures for my body, as well as for my skin, you know, doing more things for my face and like neck and like decolletage area uh, for my skin is also going to be something that I'm looking forward to this fall. So like the lasers, making sure that my skincare is all like intact and doing things that are preventative in order to just keep me feeling fresh for as long as possible. So those are my five, I guess, wellness promises, pledges, perspectives that I'm going into this fall with. So that is listen to my body and stop forcing myself to do things that I absolutely hate because it's supposed to be fun to take care of yourself. Setting micro goals, have the five minutes of mindfulness every single day, hopefully. Regulate my nervous system through a variety of tactics and focus on rehabilitation and preventative measures for my body and my mind and my face, (laughs) so to speak. And that's what I'm going to be working on this fall. 
I want to know what y'all are working on as well. Y'all can talk about it in the Geneva group, by the way. I need to let a bunch of people into the Geneva group. There are so many apps that I'm on. I'm so sorry that sometimes I'm lagging behind on that. But let me know what y'all are doing for fall, what kind of wellness hacks you're practicing, what you're doing to feel young forever, uh, what you're doing to help your brain, to help your body. I'm just, I'm really excited to get into this new era of 2023 of, I wouldn't want to say that I'm not going to be feral ever. It's just that like, as summer winds down, as the weather changes, we're getting a little more cozy, which is going to allow me to be in my apartment a lot more and not so much in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I want to say another huge thank you to Nike for sponsoring this lovely bonus episode. I hope you guys love this episode. And just so y'all know, if you want to feel your all, you can learn more at nike.com slash Nike Well Collective. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.